Part three, chapter four of the Gentlemen and Ladies Book of Politeness and Propriety of Deportment. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Arnie Horton. The Gentlemen and Ladies Book of Politeness and Propriety of Deportment by Elizabeth Selnar. Part three of propriety in relation to pleasures chapter four of the duties of hospitality those of my readers who from habit or instinct fear the least appearance of constraint and perhaps even in this work have found lessons of politeness too strict and have thought that civilization has augmented them beyond measure will without doubt apply the same remark to the present chapter but what in reality are these slight duties of modern hospitality in comparison to the rigorous ones of ancient times? When a billet of announcement has informed you, as is customary, that a preceding invitation on your part will bring guests to your house, you must begin and carefully arrange the apartment you intend for them. They should have a good bed, a bureau, a fire in the winter, and everything which can contribute to their comfort a wash basin water glass tumblers a bottle of cologne a sugar bowl filled or rather a glass of water prepared several napkins and everything which will contribute to neatness or elegance ought to be placed in the apartment these preliminaries being arranged a little before the appointed hour we must go and wait upon our guests a domestic should go with you to bring their baggage to the house you should embrace your friends and congratulate them express the pleasure you enjoy in receiving them inquire kindly about the incidents of their in journey and conduct them in an earnest manner and introduce them by requesting them to make your house their home this finishes the second series of the duties of hospitality. Third class of obligations is assiduity to our, your guests, because otherwise it would seem to them that their presence was troublesome. To you belongs the care of kindly offering to their view everything in your house, in the city or in the country, which is interesting, of making parties in honor of them, as dinner parties of their friends, or such as it is presumed will please them. These are obligations of hospitality which you cannot omit. When visitors show any intention of leaving you, you ought affectionately to endeavor to retain them. Nevertheless, if their resolution seems immovable, you send to engage their seats at the coach office. You offer them delicate refreshment and accompany them thither. Then, taking leave of them, renew your invitations for another visit. And your regret at not having been able to succeed better in retaining them. To do honors of one's own house, it is necessary to have tact, address, knowledge of the world, and a great evenness of temper and much affability. It is necessary to forget oneself in order to be occupied with others, but without hurry or affectation, to encourage timid persons and put them at their ease. 
to enter into conversation, directing it with address rather than sustaining it ourselves. The mistress of a house ought to be obliging, of an equal temper, and attentive in accommodating herself to the particular tastes of everyone, especially to appear delighted that they are with her and make themselves perfectly at home. Guests, on their part, should show themselves contented and grateful for the reception that is given them. They should, on departing, give a generous remuneration to the domestics, and immediately after arriving at home, write to the persons who have entertained them a letter of cordial thanks. The duties of hospitality are a frequent recurrence, fatiguing and troublesome, but they are an, an indispensable obligation. To omit them is to be willing to pass for a person of no education and no delicacy, and in short, it is to place people in a most embarrassing and painful situation. End of Part 3, Chapter 4